You're listening to the Black Eagles podcast. Everybody, episode 183 of Besiktas International's The Black Eagles Podcast. I'm your host, Sinan Schwarting, live from New York City. And we are back, of course, with more fun stuff to talk about. Uh, huge match this week, as they all tend to be when you're a championship contender. And uh, some other news as well. Um, some transfer stuff, some injury stuff, and all, all that kind of fun stuff. Of course, a little bit of a hashtag cons corner as well. So we're getting our friend back on here as per usual. And some news as far as uh, upcoming podcasts and episodes. So stay tuned for it all. But yeah, let's, let's dig in, I suppose, shall we? As most folks are aware of. Besiktas hosted Fati Karagumruk this previous weekend, or I guess it's still the weekend, yeah, sort of, Sunday night. But so yeah, uh, we've already talked about Fati Karagumruk quite a bit. I previewed them in the last episode, uh, so I don't really want to go too far into depth. I guess I'll just quickly re- remind folks that they won their first match against Gaziantep Gazishehir, uh, thanks in part to a red card. They drew their second match against Rizespor, nil to nil. So that's not an ideal result for them, and they would want to recover with results against, with, with sorry, points against us. Of note, of course, they have Ahmed Musa, Kerim Fry, or Koyunlu, if you will. Uh, Jimmy Durmaz, you know, so, so a bunch of names. Lucas Bilia, Emiliano Viviano is their, their goalkeeper. Medi Benassia, you know, a number of uh, talented players for sure. Um, you know, kind of a traditional, typical four-three-three. Uh, nothing too exciting, I suppose. Uh, you know, their, their young coach, you know, doing pretty well, I suppose. You know, Farioli, but anyhow. What they, whether or not they can sort of do anything of interest this season remains to be seen. They lost, um, I'm forgetting the uh, Italian dude's name, but that was of uh, Borini, I think it was, right? Um, so that's a big loss for them. And then uh, they uh, also lost Enzo Rocco, who you know, I've said for a while is good, and he's now he's in La Liga, so let's see how he does there. Apparently he scored over the weekend. Uh, but anyhow. Let's talk about this match because uh, you know I've already spoken enough about Fatih Karagumruk previously. One thing I will mention is uh, folks will remember that on May 11th of 2021, this very same year, the very end of last season, Fatih Karagumruk beat us one to two. You know, for them it was on the road visiting Vodafone Park, uh, and it really derailed our championship aspirations. It, it put a real scare into us. 
Um, they celebrated very seriously as if, I don't know, they'd been paid a bunch of money or something? I don't know what it was, to be honest, but certainly it was nasty. None of us, that left a bad taste in all of our mouths, and we would have wanted to have seen some modicum of revenge gained against them. Um, but yeah, let's let's dig in. So the lineups. Um, interesting match, of course. Um, because we were going to see some big names for the first time, as, as starters, anyhow, uh, certainly. In the, in the goal, we have Ersin Destanolu. On the back line, of course, we had Wellington and Domagoj Vida with uh, Ridvan Yomas on the, as our left back and Valentin Rosier as our right back. We all, I suppose, know why that was occurring, why the, the change to Ridvan, right? Uh, Fabrice and Sakala out till who knows when. Um, in the back of our midfield was Joseph de Souza with some interesting choices. Sali Uchan uh, ahead of him and Alex Teixeira as a, you know, sort of number 10 slash central midfielder, whatever that is. And then Kyle Laren on the left side with Rashid Ghazal on the right. So Noam Kudu and Nishi Batshuayi up front getting his first start. So lots of excitement, certainly. Um, on their end... You know, I already I've been through their their sort of main players already: Hedenstad, Balkovic, Benatia, Bilia, Zukanovic, Jimmy Durmaz, um, Erhun Ustumer from England, uh, Alexander Pesic was there as their man up front, and Musa and Kerim Fry, Kerim Koyunlu uh, on the on the wings. So you know, um, they have talent. We know that they're, like I said in the last match, they're something of a wild card, so this this would, you'd think, be kind of an interesting match. And yeah, I'll dive in. Um, I, I, again, I'm going to try to be brief, but there actually were quite a few interesting moments in this match. Um, right off the bat, actually, in the fourth minute, it was Alex Teixeira pressuring there, you know, and we're pressing high really well right off the bat, and you'd love to see that. You'd love to see that kind of energy coming into it um, but so yeah he, he, he pressured their defense got a deflection it bounced to Mishi Batshuayi or Batsman as we'll probably refer to him from here on out uh, and Batsman misses just misses just sort of cuts it wide across the goal mouth unfortunate uh, in the 17th minute another bit of good defensive work from Alex Teixeira gets the ball to Batshuayi similar to to the, the first attempt, though, much further back, much toward, much more towards the midfield. Batsman, however, would make a nice turn on the ball and find Kyle Laren sprinting on the left side. Laren would run onto it perfectly, but the uh, the end product, not so much. Uh, he had to use his left foot, and so that sort of limited him, and uh, the shot would be saved by Emiliano Viviano. Pretty well done, to his credit. He goes down low. Um, you know, the ball, I mean, you know, whatever. With his off foot, it wasn't a particularly good shot, but we'll live with it. We're liking the, uh, the, the excitement early on, the pressure we're putting on their goal. 27th minute would be their first, you know, moment, if you will. Kerem Fry would find Ahmed Musa really brilliantly um, down the flank. Ahmed Musa running onto it. Ridvan struggling, but sort of effectively getting in front of him enough to divert his course. He has to turn left. He does so, however, with relative ease, getting around Ridvan, Ridvan losing him, but Wellington picking him up, but Wellington then losing him perhaps even worse, 
and uh, all that's really left is for Ahmed Musa to put the ball away with his left foot, luckily for us. Uh, and in fact, it slides wide, hitting a bit of the post on its way out. Um, and yeah, we were saved on that one. Bit of danger, certainly. Um, and that would kind of be just the scare that our boys needed, you could say. Um, because it would be right about there where it'd be a bad pass um, down the uh, our right side around where Valentin Rosier was. A bad pass, but in part created by Lucas Bilia being uh, going down with what looked like a pretty bad injury, in fact. Uh, but so it kind of casually falls to Alex Teixeira, who takes a couple steps with it, and then just takes a brilliant kind of crafted uh, technical shot with a little curl around the defender and into the goal. Viviano not seeing it till too late because of the way it was positioned to kind of uh, curl around the defense. Just sublime finish. And Alex Teixeira in his, essentially his, it was his first start, I guess, so maybe not his actual season debut, but uh, just absolutely perfect. Um, probably worth mentioning that prior to this, uh, Fatih Karagumrik had gotten two yellow cards, uh, Erhun Ustumer and Jimmy Durmaz each getting them. So they were not reacting well to our pressure. Um, and in the 31st minute, uh, Alex's goal being in the 30th, officially, um, Efe Tatli would enter the match for Lucas Bilia, uh, who, yeah, like I said, didn't look good. Um, in the 36th minute, Sally Uchan would get his first yellow card, which to me was very questionable. It was a tackle. Uh, he dove in, but he got all ball. Um, and there was some contact after, but, you know, at least given the fact that there was all ball on the, on the, the initial contact there, I, I think that could have been a foul, perhaps, but certainly not a cardable offense. Nonetheless, this would come back to bite us, but not yet. In the 38th minute, on a corner, Rashid Ghazal would um, send it in near post, Joseph de Souza flicking it on just really nicely, an A-plus flick on, um, behind his back, and would drop right to Batsman, who would first, I think, use his head, Viviano, like a little soft, Viviano would save it, but he could only get a bit on it, so it would sort of trickle down back to Batsman, who was also falling back, he'd get a foot on it just to maybe poke it across the line. But no, Emiliano Viviano recovered just enough to clear it off the line. And so what looked like it should have been a goal was denied, honestly, quite well by Viviano. Good reflexes there. Um, and yeah, right before the half, so a, a yellow card again for, for them, Erv, Ervin Zukanovic in the 41st minute. And right before the half, I think, or maybe this is right after the half, but whatever, I'll go with before. Uh, Valentin Rosier would miskick a ball on a clearance. Really costly error on his part. Um, I'm not sure who it dropped to, actually. Um, number 12, but I don't, you know, I don't know who that, uh, maybe 12, maybe it was 72, maybe it was Pesic. Um, I'm not sure, but um, he would get a pretty decent shot in across the goal mouth. Erson making a vital save going, kind of diving back in the opposite direction his body was moving in. Um, key stuff from him there. Really top-notch save. And we go into the half, up 1-0. Feeling pretty good, honestly. We dominated the half. 
Uh, apart from maybe two chances that we, we wouldn't have liked to have provided for them. Uh, still, you know, we had a bunch. And with all these new pieces, it just seemed like a matter of time before they would, you know, figure it out. Um, you know, put the pieces together, if you will. And then, you know, back back it up with some goals. But nonetheless, what, would ha what instead would happen would be two minutes into the second half, Sally Uchan getting himself his second yellow card. This one, you know, more excusable, I suppose, as far as the, the card being given, I mean. Uh, I think he probably deserved it. But yeah, that would be a second and he would be out. And that would be terrible trouble. And so, in addition to that, with this crazy new 8 plus 3 rule where you need 8 Turks, or sorry, yeah, 8, you can only have a maximum of 8 foreigners on the pitch at any given time. Um, with Alex coming off, because he was, you know, kind of recovering for, for fitness, you could tell, even despite that moment of brilliance, which is why he was out there, obviously. Um, Nejib would come on, and, and in part because the ref made a big stink about how we needed to have another Turk out there because of the 8 plus 3 rule. Now, in fact, the rule is you can have a, only have a maximum of 8 foreigners on the pitch. And so because Sally Uchan came off, we didn't have to sub on another Turk for him. And yet, we did. Uh, or sorry, we didn't have to sub on another Turk for Alex Teixeira. We could have kept on our 8, our eight foreigners. But we, we did end up doing that because the ref made us think, so we brought on Nejip Uysal. I think probably instead of Atiba, we didn't want to go so defensive, perhaps. Although, you know, given that we were a man down, it makes a little sense either way, but whatever. So, yeah, bad refereeing. Uh, a misunderstanding of the rules results in them bringing on Nejip Uysal. Uh, but, you know, whatever. It was what it was. In the 53rd minute, Valentin Ozier with some nifty dribbling uh, just kept going and going, figuring, you know, like figuring they'd make an attempt on on the ball, and instead he got space to do some stuff. Finally, he would lose it, but it would drop to Batsman, who would uh, actually send Rosier on really well with a nice sort of dink over the last defender, and Valentin Ozier would take a shot on target well, but um, it was saved. And so, yeah, Viviano again, very effective. In the 60th minute, Batsman would score, but it would be offside by just a hair. Uh, but it showed exactly the kind of goal that I think many of us assumed Batshuayi would be able to score uh, for us in the Super League. And sure enough, you know, a game of inches, but he was denied that first goal, sadly. Um, and then we had Efe Tatli, who had come into the match previously for Lucas Bilia, getting himself a yellow card and a bunch of subs in the 71st minute. Um, Serhat Ahmetolu would come in for Vegar Egen Hedenstad. Samed Onur would come on for Erhun Ozdumer, who would get himself a yellow. Emre Moore would come on for Ahmed Musa and Burak Bekarolu for Mehdi Benatia. So they had some sort of structural changes there to maybe go on the attack. Even again, that they were uh, a man up and needed to, to get back into the match. Um, and, you know, given also, I suppose, that we just almost scored a goal, and so they obviously needed to do something to change their form. And sure enough, you know, they'd be rewarded in the 72nd minute, um, that, which is actually right before the, the Mehdi Benatia sub. Um, that was one who, which came a little later than the others. But uh, Ersin would cut out a nice... Cut very nicely, cut it across from Kevin Frey. So they're showing their danger a little bit. Uh, and then a minute later, Emre Moore would get 
an opportunity to volley the ball on goal, almost score, but it would just go over the post. So they showed some danger. Uh, and then that sub for Benatia to, to go even a little more offensive, I think. Uh, but still, the next uh, the next attempt would be us, Rashid Ghazal, um, sending the ball in nicely, but uh, the defense doing well to get to it, but resulting in a defensive error. It would drop to Domagos Vida, and he would somehow miss it. He'd sky it over the bar, and it was just him in the goal, basically. So there was another missed opportunity. Gosh, we could have had four goals if you look at it. 79th minute, Rashid Ghazal, an A-plus ball leading to Rash uh, to Rashid, to Mish Mishi Bachuai, um, again being all alone pretty much. And this time the, the shot would be on target. It was actually much like the situation in the fourth minute where it was kind of in space, in the box, with from you know maybe a few yards away from the goal, but he would send it in across, across the goal mouth low. Uh, and this time, Viviana would get to it really well with those quick reflexes of his. And so again, denied. Um, 83rd minute, a bunch of steps. Mehmet Topal would come in for Ridvan Yilmaz. Atiba for Wellington. Kenan Karaman for Mishi Bachuai. And George Kavat Nkudu for Kyle Laren. Ersin Destanolu would get himself a yellow card in the fourth minute. Um, questionable, I thought. 96th minute, however, the game would end in the 97th. Um, it would be a nice cross in that Ersin would do really well to punch out of the goal. I mean, it was one of those crosses that could have ended up sneaking into the top of the goal. Ersin astutely gets up, punches it out, saves us yet again. And the match is over. Besiktas winning a huge result, you know, um, an entire half being a man down where they could have, you know, they were figuring out, tinkering, finding ways to break through, and they couldn't get it done in the end. Uh, bend but not break. Our defense again looking solid. Erson just manning the decks like a pro now. That man has matured so much uh, in this year. Plus, you know, of him getting regular playing time with us. You love to see it. I think Nice is truly going to come to regret uh, not pulling the trigger on, you know, if, if it's true that we wanted 10 plus 2 and they wanted to give us 8 plus 2 or whatever, you know, whatever haggling they were trying to do, if that's what prevented them from getting Arsene Destanolu uh, and he continues to play like this, I think they will truly come to regret not pulling the trigger on that one. But anyhow, Arsene uh, just bossing, bossing the back line for us and, and just solid defense all around. Uh, let's talk a little bit about statistics, shall we? 62% um, possession for Fatih Karagumruk. And again, we were a man down for an entire half. They were a goal down as well, so you'd expect that to some extent. What's surprising, though, is despite us only having 38% of the ball, we would end up with 18 shots to their 10 and 7 on target to their 1. So, I mean, a real tip of my cap. Emiliano Viviano seven shots on target and only one goal so he had six saves which you know obviously that's a credit to his game uh, let's see other sort of team stats we had three big chances to their two even though again they only had one shot on target somehow um, four they had 438 passes completed to our 226 they completed them at an 86% rate. We completed them at a 78% rate. You rarely see us 
get outperformed in that regard. Although, again, you rarely see us down a man for an entire half. So, you know, that's obviously what contributed to that. Um, still, you know, we're, we're pretty good on the counter. You know, we had a lot of opportunities there in the end, despite all of this. Um, they conceded 20 fouls. We conceded 12. We actually had nine corners to their one, and we were offsides five times to their zero, which you love to see. It shows some initiative, certainly. Um, again, we had 18 shots to their 10. We had eight shots off target to their seven, and we had seven on target to their one. Um, yeah, just all around good stuff. We, had the, we each hit the woodwork once. We had 15 shots inside the box to their six. So, you know, again, even though we were sort of dominated statistically as far as possession goes, we were the dominant side as far as being the frightening, you know, aggressors, if you will. Jules um, won. We won 67 to their 48. You know what? Forget it. Let's, let's focus on player stats, shall we? The highest rated player is Rashid Gazal. Let me go over his stats. He played a full 90 minutes, no goals, no assists, no shots, and yet still he's rated the highest. He would have 20 accurate passes at, uh, completed at an 87% rate. Um, seven chances created. The man was just prolific with those final, with those balls, the final touches. It's, he was robbed of assists, honestly. Um, again, 20 accurate passes, 17 in the opposition half. Um, 20 of 23, 14 crosses, 6 of them accurate, 3 long balls, 1 of them accurate, 7 key passes, which I already said. He had 50 touches, so he was very present. He won 9 duels out of 13, too, so he was very effective in that regard. He completed 1 out of 2 dribbles, so he didn't really uh, go outside of his comfort zone too much. Um, completed 3 out of 5 tackles, though, so he was somewhat present defensively. Uh, anyhow, you know, obviously it was those amazing passes and the seven chances created that, that gave him the high statistical uh, output here. Ersin Destanolu is the second uh, highest rated player, which you love to see. He's only credited with one save. It was a diving save. Um, it was from a shot inside the box, however, so I think that's probably a, a serious opportunity for them that he, he thwarted. Yeah, and it was. I mean, if anyone recalls, that really was a huge save that he made on a well-placed shot from Pesic. Um, he acted a sweeper three times. He had seven throws. His, his 17 accurate passes uh, for a 65% success rate. Obviously not, you know, maybe super prolific as far as passing goes, but, you know, considering that 17 of those were long balls, Eight of them were accurate. It's really not bad. Um, 39 touches too. So he, you know, he was really playing in that sweeper-keeper role, you could say. But anyway, um, those are our two best uh, performers. Beneath that, you have Alex Teixeira, who's rated quite highly, obviously the goal. And we have Joseph De Souza, Michi Batshuayi, Domagos Vida, Valentin Rosier, Wellington, Emiliano Viviano, Ervin Zukanovic, and. Ridvan Yilmaz, all rated pretty highly in the sort of uh, very good to great range, I guess you could say. Now again, these are just sort of numerical statistics based on, um, you know, how an algorithm analyzes things. So even though Rashid Ghazal is given the man of the match, I mean, I would argue he's certainly a contender. 
Um, I would say that Ersin or Joseph probably deserves it, just given how solid they were defensively and how key that was for us, being a man down and, you know, Fatih Karagum applying pressure, having some prolific, you know, talent as far as uh, their wings especially go with Ahmed Musa, Kedem Fry, uh, Emre Moore. So we did well, I thought. And a special shout out to Ridvan Yilmaz, who, in my opinion, put together a really good match. I think the stats don't lie here. He deserves a good rating. And, uh, you know, given, again, Fabrice Nzakula going down, um, the sort of tough conditions he had to come in last week, and he did not play well. So, you know, great to see him have a good bounce back match. And then on top of that, with um, Umut Medash very likely coming in, uh, there's a little pressure on Ridvan in that sense. Um, so he did really well. I think it, it's worth noting that he and Wellington both left this match because of injuries. And actually, Ridvan looked pretty bad. Um, he needed a little help getting off the pitch. So you hope it's nothing major, obviously. But for anyone who's worried about, you know, why do we want Umut Medash now, given that Ridvan's actually shown, again, the ability to be a solid contributor, uh, well, this might explain it. A, Fabrice Insagola, we don't know his, his return timetable yet. We haven't really heard anything official as far as what happened. Um, we have heard some news that it's not so bad and that he should return, and maybe not even that far in the future. So that's good news. But um, with Ridvan going down to an injury here, we'll see how that plays out. But we might need Umut Merash in this next match, frankly. So, there's a... Uh, still a logic for bringing him in, even even despite Didvan's good play here. Uh, but so yeah, as far as who I'm picking for man of the match, again, you can make the argument for Rashid Ghazal. I sort of already suggested that I would probably go towards Ersin or Joseph. Obviously, Alex Teixeira could make a, could get a shout. Um, you know, Michi Bajwai got a very high rating because he really was quite effective, you know, and I think a lot of people will say, oh, he didn't score, he had a bunch of chances, but Again, this is his first match with this side, you know, a full 90 minutes. He contributed really a ton, and not just as far as being a presence up front and making good runs and, and posing a threat, but actually his passing, his distribution was really solid. Um, real quickly, I'll just say, he, had a, he passed at an 80% rate, um, 12 accurate passes. He created two chances, one that Kyle Aaron won, which was really solid. So... You know, he had seven shots, two on target. Can't really say enough about it. I mean, he really was very effective. He had, so seven shots, two blocked, one on, one hit the woodwork, one was a big chance missed. It was the one that just whizzed wide. But, um, you know, really, he was quite effective. Um, and again, not just you know, in the way we maybe expected, uh, but also, you know, maybe even more so with his distribution, given that he, you know, contributed uh, to, to all of our attacks pretty much but so yeah good match for him even though he is not my man of the match i'm not giving it to alex teixeira either i even though Ersin could could certainly be given it and that would be two in a row for me because i gave it to him last week i'm gonna give it to joseph de souza um one of my few comments in the group chat after this match was that I don't know if I've ever seen a defensive midfielder for Besiktas so competently mop up for the back line and just step in when we needed a little support back there and just the way that, you know, I, there have been so many 
defensive slash central midfielders who I've accused of ghosting, especially in our darker days in these last few years, you know, prior to our, you know, exciting championship run last year. But like Ozan and, um, forgetting dude's name, Tolgai. You know, we've had a number of guys who have just ghosted in this role, Dorukan, um, and, and, left a huge hole where, where guys have time to set up their attack and, and make that perfect pass or, you know, uh, even the not-so-perfect pass that just sort of trickles somehow to someone on their team and, and gives them that surprise goal. But Joseph alone is such a deterrent in that sense. So, you know, I'm giving, I'm giving it to Joseph. Um, two defensive players, two weeks in a row. So, yeah, shouts to the defense. Give the defenders some. Give the drummer some. Uh, but, yeah, so shouts to the defense in general, but certainly... Joseph is getting the call this week. Congrats, sir. You've won man of the match for the the Black Eagles podcast. Um, let's see. What else do we have to talk about? So, um, a transfer has been confirmed officially. John Bozdoan is the central midfielder we've brought in to uh, add some spice to the rotation, I suppose. The fact that he's a Turk, obviously, is helpful. Um, Umut Medash seems to be all but confirmed as well. I think he's already Istanbul bound, if not already in Istanbul, I think. There might have been a photo, so that seems pretty much 100% confirmed as well. That's two. And the last thing we need is a central defender, unless you're one of those folks who think we still need another central midfielder. John Bozdoan is too much of a risk. For me personally, I think we're fine. Uh, We have a lot of guys there already. Um, What I will say is that for central defense, Khan Ihan is out. Um, somewhat officially even from what I understand we're still uh, we're still making an effort to you know sort of see what we can do there but it's not looking good what is looking good however is maybe the possibility of bringing back Francisco Montero from Atletico Madrid um, podcast favorite I, I love the guy personally um, I know I got one of my boys uh, from Scotland one of, one of our twins on my side, I can't remember if it was both of them or one of them, but it was Kartal or it was John. Whoever it was, shouts to you. Our boy might be returning. Um, I'm all for it, honestly. I like, again, the age profile. I hope we can do, again, maybe the loan plus one plus buyout, you know, to, to finagle things financially. Give us time and flexibility, but um, I liked his contributions last season. I don't see why he couldn't be helpful again. Um, obviously, Wellington and Vida are the guys we're sort of banking on as far as starters. So it's depth uh, as far as the 8 plus 3 rule goes. Given that he knows he'd have a role on the bench, I think that's okay. He's something of a prospect, still being young. Yeah, I don't know. I I feel pretty good about the move, honestly. I, I, I don't really have anything negative to say about Montero. Um... He's only 22, right? So, as far as the central defender goes, it's something of a, like, when Vida or Wellington leaves, we have him in as that next-gen player, um, which could be soon enough, because he showed, like, I mean, he showed enough to, to convince me that he should get rotation minutes. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. Welcome back, Francisco, if it's true. Um, otherwise, obviously, stay tuned. We'll, we'll keep you posted. Without further ado... I'm going to move things along as fast as I can. Here is Mr. Bayazit Khan with the hashtag Khan's Corner. Take it away, sir. 
Another three points in the bag in our second home game. I thought it was a good performance from the team, especially the first half. This is uh, the first time we've really seen pretty much the ideal 11. This is uh, the first time that both Alex Teixeira and uh, Michi Bacuay started. We also saw Kyle Lauren on the left and Rashid Gezal on the right um, in midfield. Uh, kind of the midfield you'd come to expect with uh, Souza, Sali and, and Alex then. And I, I really thought it was a good first half performance uh, from Besiktas. Um, it was a couple of moments that, uh, that, that, that Karagumruk were dangerous, mainly that one shot on the post from uh, Ahmed Moussa on a counter, really good counter as well. Fantastic splitting pass to send him through. Uh, I thought Rindvan initially did well. Uh, and then uh, I think it was uh, Vida who uh, closed him down well, which forced him, well, which basically didn't allow him enough space to to really get a clear shot. And, and he had to go for uh, the the far corner, which uh, Ersin had covered pretty well. And he hit the post and it went out. Um, but before that, Michi Bachuai put uh, Kyle Lauren through on goal. Um, Bachuai also had a, a good chance that he shot wide, then he had a, a header saved off the line by uh, the goalkeeper. Um, yeah, Bachuai I thought was uh, in the first half very impressive. He did everything you'd want to you'd want from from a striker. Uh, reminded me very much uh, of, of, of Abu Bakar in his prime, just um, physically dominant. Uh, quick, good feet, and uh, unfortunately for Bachuai, no, no goal. Um, but then uh, there's also uh, Alex Teixeira, which we should talk about, because he obviously scored the, the winner. It was a beautiful goal. Um, but apart from that, I thought Alex was still settling in, much more so than Bachuai. Bachuai had the feeling that he was uh, ready to go, and I think he... He's going to be starting every match from now on. Although, you know, I mean, I expect Alex Teixeira to, to do the same, to be quite honest. But you can see that Alex is still growing. Uh, and obviously, Bachubaya will grow more as well and get better still too. But with Alex not having played for six, seven months, you, you, you could see it, I think. He wasn't as dominant as you'd like him. He had a couple of really good moments, uh, mainly on the left wing, where he, um, he uh, caused a lot of problems for the Karagumruk defense and of course he had his uh, fantastic goal but his role in the first half I'd say was 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 a lot smaller than Bachuai. Bachuai was a lot more present um, all in all a really good performance defensively and offensively in the first half it was impressive uh, 1-0 did not reflect the match I felt I think we should have been up two at least uh, with, and, and I think we did really well to contain a dangerous Karagumruk. Although I have to point out that I, I do have the feeling that without Fabio Borini, they are much less of a dangerous team. Um, Karagumruk uh, themselves, they, they, they did what they do, you know, made a lot of falls and uh, yeah, they got carded. And then obviously uh, we, we had Sali getting carded once. And then he got sent off on his second foul. Basically, he made two fouls and he got sent off. Um, I thought the first yellow was a little harsh, especially given uh, what, uh, I forget his name, one of the Karagumruk players, he had a, a, a tackle with his foot up and his studs straight at uh, Sosa's shin, which I thought was a 
bordering on on a red card and then to give Sali the the, the 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 yellow he got for the first uh, fall that was a little harsh i felt but apart from that um yeah a good uh good i i, I thought the referee was okay um i wouldn't blame him i mean uh Sali's second fall was was dumb you know whether the first yellow is on is, is correct or not he knows he's on a yellow card and he shouldn't be going in like that in that position it's I mean, not that it was a hard tackle or anything, but like, yeah, it's just, you know, he, he clipped his heel a little bit while he was making a challenge for the ball, but it was unnecessary. It was dumb. Uh, that's unfortunate now because we'll miss him against Yeni Malatia in two weeks, but I don't think that should be uh, too big of an issue. Uh, and apart from that, you know, I mean, we played almost 45, well, we basically did play 45 minutes with 10 men because seven minutes added on and this was in the 48 minutes. The, the red card so uh, I was very impressed in how we managed to contain uh, the opponents uh, Karagumruk and you know if you look at at the match in the second half like yes we uh, chased the ball a lot then obviously and we, we we mainly contained but we were also the team that had the best chances um, of course Bachiwa's offside goal that got this loud unfortunately he was offside so correct decision by the linesman there um, and then there's uh, Rosier and, and Bachiwai combining really well with uh, uh, Rosier uh, being stopped by Viviano on his tracks. And the same thing with uh, Bachiwai and uh, Gezal combining very well and Bachiwai uh, not getting past Viviano. Um, yeah, I think that's uh, two 100% chances for us uh, and Karagumruk didn't have. I mean, apart from Emre Moore's little flick, but I wouldn't even call it a hundred percent chance. Like he did really well, little nifty trick there on on the on the right, and and then he cut in and shoots. But that wasn't a hundred percent chance for me. Uh, so I think we we hundred percent deserve to win this match. Uh, I never really had the feeling that Karagumruk were going to score. Uh, Ersin was playing another inspiring match just very confident radiating leadership confidence uh, composure everything he's he's so confident right now um and, and you can see that that's really uh helping the defensive side out uh the defense out a lot uh, he's he's growing and hopefully he can hold on to this Ho hopefully he doesn't get his his cage rattled in the champions league or something um because this is a very impressive performance it's the first time since the 1985-1986 season that Besiktas have had uh three clean sheets in a row on their opening three matches so four goals scored that's that's not impressive by any means in three games but also zero conceded and i think that's something uh worth noting hopefully we can keep up this uh, strong defensive performance because i think offensively this season uh, we have so much more margin for growth Bachuai and alex Hichera are only going to get better from here on out gezal had a good game i think he put um Bacuay at least twice one-on-one -on -one with the goalkeeper today um, no assist yet for him this season but he's growing as well um, and yeah, the team offensively is just going to get better and better.
And if we can add someone like uh, Gitson to the team still, then that's only going to be a bigger quality injection. So offensively, I have absolutely no worries this season. And defensively right now, it's looking really, really, really solid. The only issue we really have is, is the foreign limit, which is going to constrict us from always lining up our strongest team. I, I did have the feeling that once Atiba came in in, the, in this those last minutes, you can immediately see the quality that Atiba at 38 still, 38, uh, still has. It, it's, it's crazy how good he is at passing and, and just how composed he is. He was fresh, you know, and a fresh Atiba Hutchinson in the 87th minute. It's, it's, it's a really nice, uh, nice option to have off the bench. Um, I, I expect that Atiba will be playing in the Champions League almost all the games, but we'll see. Uh, anyway, good performance from us. Seven points out of nine. I believe Sinan said that was uh, the minimum we should be going for. And uh, I think it could have been nine. But given the circumstances last week with Ensacala's uh, situation, I don't blame the team for dropping two points away at Gaziantep. Even though I think Gaziantep, uh, we're seeing right now, they've only got one point, I believe, in three games. So, yeah, we probably should have won there. But, you know... They completely adjusted themselves to us, defended really hard. So yeah, good uh, good result. And uh, now we have two weeks to rest. And then uh, there's uh, the Malatya Sport game at home. And after that, the Dortmund game. So yeah, uh, exciting uh, weeks coming up for us. Thank you very much, Khan. Woo. Thank you, Khan. That's excellent, as always. Um, lots of good points. Brings up a lot of stuff that I forgot to mention. Um, and of course there's some stuff that I, I still have to mention. Um, where to begin? So, first of all, Khan's absolutely right. Um, I said we needed seven points. Although I did say realistically we could get five. Um, given all the displacement and dysfunction, you know, early, early going with the transfer window and all that. Um, that said, we got seven, which I said was the hopeful, realistic expectation. Um, <clears throat> this also means that the first three games which I previewed have now been covered, and we can move on to the next three. Um, so let's talk about the next three matches, and I'm going to skip over the Champions League one because that's a whole other ball game, and I have to talk about that. Um, so first of all, we have Yeni Malatya at home next. And that's on September 12th. So that's right, folks. Next week, there's no Besiktas in the Super League. Uh, it's an international break. It's okay. I'll be back. I have lots more to talk about with you guys. We have to, we have the transfer episode coming, which is going to be exciting. With uh, Khan, got a couple interviews to get us some info about Alex Teixeira and Mishi Batshuayi. Um, I'm personally going to be interviewing a fellow from a uh, Portuguese or not Portuguese, but a, uh, a sporting um, podcast in English. Uh, and I'll, I'll give you more info as that comes in. But yeah, um, I'm covering our Champions League stuff. I'm going to be previewing these sides and talking to some folks about them. Maybe Khan will help out. We'll see. Uh, but so yeah, let's talk Besiktas. Let's preview what's coming up ahead. First of all, we're hosting Yeni Malatya on September 12th. Then the previous week, we're going to be on the road against Antalya Spor, so a little beach weekend for the boys. And then we're coming back home uh, midweek to play Adana Demir Spor on September 22nd. So the next three matches again, Yeni Malacha at home, Antalya Spor, 
on the road and Adana Demirspor at home. Um, I'm gonna say this time, now that, like I didn't know every new piece would have uh, had, had the time to, to get involved and get some playing time with us before the international break. Now that that's been the case, uh, I'm gonna say we could probably look to get nine points. Realistically, let's say seven, we could maybe drop, uh, we could maybe have a draw against Adana Demir if, if they figure out whatever it is that they're trying to do. Um, they have a new coach incoming via probably Sumudija, Samet Aibaba out. Um, but I definitely think we should expect victories against Yeni Malachia and Antalya. Um, Antalya, you know, tough defensive side, but uh, you know they've been they've been struggling so far. Um, briefly, I guess I could talk about Yeni Malatya. They have so far lost to Trabzon five to one. Uh, they have beaten Gostepe 1-0 and they've beaten Gaziantep 2-0. Um, they beat Gostepe on the road. So they've sort of found a footing, you could say. They drew to they drew Basakshi here in the first match. Was that actually uh no that was a friend. Sorry. Um, but so yeah, they've lost in a big way to Trabzon, but then come back and won the next two to pull it back together and, and you know give us a bit of a scare perhaps. But so yeah, Yanni Malachi could be tough. Uh, I'll talk more about them as that match is incoming. But so before then, of course, we have some really big news to talk about, and that is the Champions League. And so uh, I'll go through the pots, I guess. Through pot one, we got probably the best, the best team we could have, perhaps with the exception of maybe Villa Real, but Villa Real, excuse me. But yeah, we got Sporting Club de Portugal, uh, Portuguese champions. Um, probably the best team for us to have gotten out of that pot, realistically, though. I mean, I think, eh, no, maybe Villarreal, but whatever. Or Lille, because they're in a bit of disarray now. Uh, anyhow, we got one of the better sides to get out of that pot. Out of pot two, on the other hand, we got Dortmund. I mean, I guess realistically, we could have gotten Real Madrid, Barcelona, Juventus, Manchester United, who now has... Um, Cristiano Ronaldo, Paris Saint-Germain, Liverpool. I mean, so it was just Sevilla and Dortmund, so I guess we maybe lucked out there too. And then pot three, well, here we got screwed. Pot three had Porto, uh, Shakhtar, uh, Red Bull Leipzig, FC Salzburg, Benfica, Atalanta, Zenit St. Petersburg, and we pulled Ajax or Ajax out of that one. And so we were pot four. So there it is. Uh, there you have it. Sporting, <coughs> Borussia Dortmund, and Ajax. Three, of course, amazing sides. But all in all, I think you could say a pretty decent draw for us considering who else we might have drawn. Uh, it doesn't mean anything's going to be easy whatsoever. Um, we can preview how many points I hope we might get and how many we can expect realistically and all that. In, in the build-up to those matches as well. Um, obviously, the first match in that tournament for us is going to be on September 15th, and that's going to be against Dortmund. So stay tuned for that. Um, like I said, and that's going to be, by the way, at 12.45, so that's a bit of a time change. Um, no times announced yet, so I'll, I'll keep you guys posted on that um, before our, our Yanni Malatya match, in fact. But so... In the meanwhile, like I said, we're going to have a transfer episode to talk about our two big ones. And then additionally, I am searching Twitter 
far and wide for uh, English podcasts, uh, uh, you know, focused on the three clubs that we're going to be facing in Ajax, Dortmund, and I found one for sporting, so that one should be relatively soon incoming. I have to arrange it and, uh, you know, hopefully it'll work out, but, so that one's incoming, um, and hopefully I'll have something for all three, maybe with Khan's help, or, I don't know, we'll figure something out. But yeah, I'm excited to get some info on these clubs that we're going to be facing, obviously. And then I'll, I'll give you my predictions, even. Uh, but so yeah, aside from that, I think that pretty much covers everything we've got here. As far as transfers, like I said, um, Montero, I think. That, that might be our answer, our last piece missing. And, and perhaps another central midfielder, Khan, uh, is transfixed on uh, Jetson Fernandes for me. I think we're fine, but we'll see, obviously. No news on Adem Ljajic. You'd expect him to be outgoing. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, stay tuned for more. We will be back soon, maybe even sooner than usual. That's why we're out a little early this week. Um, with all the incoming stuff, we're probably going to have midweek episodes and all that coming. So stay tuned. Uh, obviously, it's, you know, Twitter, Instagram, you can follow us at Eagles underscore podcast, follow myself at Sir underscore rights underscore a lot, and you'll find out when the next podcast is, is going to be coming out and, and which one it'll be. Uh, on top of that, of course, follow our friend Khan of hashtag Khan's Corner at Razarian, at R-A-Z-Z-E-R-I-A-N. Um, he's uh, an expert in all things football, but of course, specifically Besiktas and Turkish Super League, uh, given he's one of the boys over at Fault, the Footy a la Turca podcast that those boys are slacking on a little bit. Get to it, fellas. Um, but yeah, we'll be back soon. Um, also, yeah, Instagram, right? Black Eagles Podcast, one word. Follow us there. Um, but of course, I do have to say, and of course, this especially pertains um, to folks who may not know, uh, from who might be spying on us from or Dortmund or Ajax you know, to our Dutch German and Portuguese counterparts, I do think you might not be aware of the fact that it's very imperative that I say, let's go Magic Peace out everyone Besiktas International hopes you enjoyed this program.